And welcome to another episode of the Beat Podcast. I'm MJ, here with BD, as usual. Now, this is actually our playoff special. So there's definitely a lot of great topics to talk about at this time of the year, and a lot of interesting stuff is happening. But really, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the playoffs, uh, MVP candidates, and break down some of the matchups in the first round, I think it's only fit that we honor Lauren Hill. She is a hero from Mount St. Joseph basketball, actually right around the area where me and BD are from. And, of course, she just passed away recently from brain cancer. So we both definitely, uh, our condolences go out to her family and friends. And she raised a lot of money and awareness for that and carried herself in a dignified manner looked at it optimistically as how she could help others. So just wanted to honor her and what she's done through sports, transcending sports to help people with cancer and brain cancer. And Yeah, I was going to say the same thing uh, sometimes when you wouldn't think that sports can have a super positive effect when it comes to research and, and medicine, but it's always good when you can use sports to raise awareness and money to help everyone in that type of situation. One of the things that she said was that she knew that raising the money and awareness won't help her necessarily, but it will help people down the road um, in the future. So that was very big of her and definitely good for others as well. That's a great point, BD. So anyway, before we get into our playoff special here, I just could not mention March Madness. Being from the Cincinnati area, you all might not know, but a lot of great basketball teams, UC, Xavier, U of L, UK, they're all they're all close. Of course the Cincinnati teams are twenty minutes away depending on where you're from. And then you got other teams an hour, an hour twenty minutes away. So there's just a lot of crazy Kentucky fans, especially across the river right there in northern Kentucky. And you got to get your hats off to Kentucky. It's really hard to go undefeated. A lot of talent on the team that, that they're going to lose to the NBA. But yeah. uh, Kentucky had a good run. Uh, we're disappointed. Kentucky fans typically don't like Duke, so that sort of jabs us in a little bit of heart there too. But uh, yeah, it, was a good, it was a good run. It would have been really cool if they had went uh, 40 and 0. Wow, that, that would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait for next year when Calipari uh, recruits all the best players again, <laughs> like he does every year. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just threw that in there. But, um, all right, it is NBA playoff time. Best basketball. Hell, yeah. This is the best basketball you can watch. Definitely. Yeah, I always like this time of the year. I remember even when I was starting to watch basketball on a more regular basis, late 90s, early 2000s, it was always a, 
fun time because you get to watch the best from from everyone. Because it's true, like if you don't win, definitely you get knocked out. Go home. Win or go home. Yeah, or uh, going going fishing like the TNT <laughs> crew always. Yep. Always has. Photoshop you on a boat. That's right. There's just a lot of great matchups in the East and West. I guess you can lead us off, PD. Which matchup we can talk about? Yes, I guess we can start with um, the Eastern Conference. That one doesn't have as many interesting matchups in the first round. Uh-huh. I think the West is just it's more stacked. Definitely. A lot, a lot more competition there, so all yeah. those, each of those series will be much more competitive. Um, so we're going to, just the basics on who we think is going to win in each series, and to move on to the next round, and you know, how many games it'll take the team to win in. We'll start with the East, and then we'll move on to the West. We'll go with the the one versus eight, and work our way down to two versus seven, three versus six, four, four versus five. Sweet. So I guess I'll go first. My pick with the uh, the Hawks versus the Nets. I think this one should be pretty easy for the Hawks to win, yeah. in my opinion. I think. I mean, I think the the Nets will put up a good fight, but um, they were four and zero against the Nets this season. So, and they have obviously a much better regular season record, which always can kind of give you a good indication on how reliable the team is in, in how well they can play together and win close games. And so I think the Hawks will win that one in four, maybe five. You know, I don't see why the Nets couldn't win one, maybe two, but I'd say the Hawks in four or five. I'm with you, BD. Uh, I mean, Atlanta. They might they might not have that true superstar, but they have a lot of talent, and they play great team ball. And yeah. Brooklyn, uh, Paul Pierce actually made some choice comments about players on that team, specifically Darren Williams, and maybe not having the motivation to be the great player he could be. And that's Paul Pierce's words, not mine. Of course, I paraphrased it, but I give I I'll give Brooklyn one game, but. Atlanta, Atlanta's playing well all season. They've kept it up, even with like the rise of the Cavs and the Bulls getting a little bit better there. Atlanta's got game. Yeah, and sometimes, or more than just sometimes, a lot of the time when you have four, three or four really good players, not a doesn't you don't have to have a true superstar. Sometimes true. if you have three or four good players that can play good team ball, that means more in the playoffs than really anything else. I mean, yeah. that's what made the Spurs so successful, even, you know, last year, too, because they, I mean, they have great superstars, don't get me wrong, but not like a LeBron. But oh, yeah. Team Ball was able to over, overcome even, you know, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Yeah, you look at the Spurs, obviously there's tons of talent, but they're older and they got to survive injuries and stuff like that, and the young guys on the team really stepped it up and made the game easier on them. And Miami's always been touted as the superstar team before LeBron left. But the cohesive uh, style of the Spurs really shined through. I agree with you. Yeah, so I think that's what makes the Hawks such a good team and a dangerous team and why they can go very far in the playoffs and possibly make it to the finals this year. Definitely. All right, so the next uh, are the Cavs. Go Cavs! Versus Boston, and I think... Same thing here. I think this one maybe is going to be uh, probably the, the quickest series because Cleveland is playing really good right now. Um, and so is Boston. They've 
the last 15 games or so, they've played really, really well. But I think you know, LeBron wants another ring, and he needs yeah. one if he wants to be considered one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I'm sure that's his motivation now. He's definitely playing well this season. But he wants to get another championship. And then you know, the other two, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, and then the new additions. This is a really good team, and I, I think they could probably win this one in four, maybe five, but I'll say for sure they'll win this in four against Boston. I mean, Cleveland, uh, they've just gotten, they went from an okay team to a great team. It's pretty amazing. And I think the key is their selflessness. They're each person, and sometimes it has a lot to do with personalities on a team, but it seems like each person on that team has been able to play selfless basketball, mm -hmm. starting with LeBron, and Boston Celtics can kiss their butt goodbye. Yeah, and they also have different positions that they're covered. Because Kevin Love, you have JR, who's a great shooter. J.R. Smith, Kyrie Irving, point guard, LeBron, small forward. So it's not like they're just like, top-heavy with a bunch of bigs or just a bunch of guards. They have like, a lot of their bases covered. Kind of like, well, in a way, kind of like Miami, right? With, yeah, yeah. But this is maybe a little bit more spread out. You know, they're they're not all just tall or small guys. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that's that helps them out, in my opinion. I completely agree. I mean, not every team has, like even the Miami Heat, when they're good, their their weakness would have probably been their inside. Yeah, because it was just Chris Chris Bosh. Exactly. He's and, not that big. And Chris Bosh, he really isn't, even though he's a power forward, he actually plays more on the perimeter. Right. More of a 15-foot jump shot, drive to the basket guy. So, I mean, this Cleveland team's, they even got, they got Kendrick Perkins coming yeah, off the that, bench. that's big too, definitely. They're, they're pretty uh, balanced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that makes them a lot better uh, or more, lot more dangerous when they play against other teams that have bigger guys. Like, say they made it to finals, and they played a team like, again, the Spurs or, let's say, Memphis. Memphis has a lot of big guys. Yeah. Having a guy like Kendrick Perkins play alongside Kevin Love, that's, you know, I'm not saying that's the finals matchup, but if it was, you know, having Kendrick Perkins on there would definitely help them. Oh, yeah. All right, so the the next are the, the Bulls versus the Bucks, and this is probably going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah. I'd say, let's see, a season series, they, they were 3-1 and one against the Bucks, Bulls were, and both of their games, and they were 2-0 and oh in Chicago, so that's, I think, a little bit you know, a little more important in the playoffs because you know, they have the home court advantage. But I mean, I don't, I would think it could possibly be an upset. But I'm I'm still I think Chicago will win it. Maybe uh, in my opinion, uh, five or six games, depending on how well Milwaukee plays yeah. and how limited Derrick Rose is. But I think the Bulls have played well even without playing on on the court. So this one for me, Bulls in five or six. Yeah, BD's, BD is more of the numbers guy, and I'm, I guess, not the numbers guy. I'm an English major, so he's more of an expert on that part. But, yeah, I am definitely uh, think Chicago will win it. Some of these teams, though, like, like BD is saying, they're under the radar, and they win a lot of games against a certain team in the regular season. They might have their number. They're just that. They're just that. It's just like there's sometimes there's that one team that is just good against another team. And it seems as though Milwaukee has is, does that against Chicago, so should make for an interesting matchup. Sure. And then the last two teams in the East, the Wizards versus the Raptors. Um, this one to me is the most interesting first round matchup, and in where 
if I'm going to pick an upset, it'll be here. So for me, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a close one. It's going to go to either six or seven games, no matter who wins. But um, there's always an upset. I, I think in this one, I've picked the Wizards over the Raptors. Even though the Raptors did uh, beat the Wizards, I think they're 3-0 and against them this season. The Raptors are against the Wizards. So don't really have a, a good reason. There's just something about Paul Pierce and uh, oh, yeah. John Wall. I think John Wall is a really good up-and-coming superstar. And Definitely. In the, if you look at their regular season record, they're very close. They're only within three games of each other, so it's not like one team has won a lot more games than the other one. So, for me, in this one, I'd say Wizards in six or seven. This is probably, at least on paper, is the most exciting matchup of the first round. They're the most evenly matched teams. In the East. In the East, for sure. To be honest with you, uh, really after Washington, not you know mo- most of those teams, nobody really expects much from in the playoffs. Right. But um, I'll be I'll be I'll be devil's advocate and go with Toronto. But I mean it's really close. Yeah, yeah, you could go e- either way there. Definitely, yeah, that's that's a, a tough one. Yeah, and it is like you, like MJ said, it's the most exciting first round matchup in the East. The West is a totally different story i think we'll move yeah. on we'll move on to the west so here the only obvious in my opinion obvious um first round winner is is the warriors versus the pelicans yeah i i pick them to win four maybe five because the pelicans are you know they're they're a pretty good team but warriors i think are just amazing this year and then all the other matchups i think are going to go really deep six or seven games and it can be you know, any anybody. So for me, first pick is Warriors in four, possibly five, but I, I'd pick them in four. The New Orleans Pelicans, they've been playing great. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis was sort of like a dark horse MVP candidate, and it's really great to have these uh, Kentucky guys, him and John Wall, mm-hmm. be elite players in the NBA. Sure. But... I, I mean, it could happen. I, I don't think they'll even win a game against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, but but sometimes you know those upsets happen because uh, I mean it was a few years ago, but things went back when Dallas they had a similar record. They were like sixty-seven and fifteen, and I think it was after they maybe in like the two thousand seven season. But one of those times they were the the number one seed, and back when the Warriors had Baron Davis. They they upset the Mavs. Oh yeah, so yeah. it can always happen. Definitely. I think it also happened a few years ago to the Spurs. They were the number one seed. They got knocked out of the first first round by the number eight seed. It was very rare. I think maybe those were the only two times that it ever happened. But it, it could obviously it could happen. But I just I don't see it. Yeah. Um. You know this Golden State team is very good. BD's right. I mean, there's always that possibility, and you never know. Um, I really like Golden State. Mm-hmm. Stephen Curry, uh, Steve Kerr. I just watched this uh, this little segment they had on ESPN last night, and it was really cool. It talked about Stephen, uh, Steve Kerr, and Stephen Curry's relationship, and they have ap- after every practice, they both they have like a free throw shooting contest, hmm. and uh, it's really cool. Um, they like go golfing together, and uh, see, Steve Kerr said that everybody is willing to take the role on that team. So I think they got something really special going there. Sure, that's good. It's always important. 
Yeah. Uh, so number two, verse seven matchups. And this one is another, I think, very interesting one is the Rockets versus the Mavericks. And I mean, both teams are really good and really stacked. I know that it's been like this for a while now in the West, but most of the, these teams are within a few games of each other, really. Yeah. I mean, now Houston and Dallas, there's, there's a six game difference, but still, they're both really good teams. I think this will go to probably like six or seven, seven games, most likely. You can go either way. I mean, when it goes, say, you know, the Rockets are a little bit better since they've been a little more consistent and go with them. But you could also say, I mean, uh, a Dallas upset is definitely possible. I don't know. Um, I guess I'll go with because Mavericks were so good last year. They all, they were the only team really to give the Spurs trouble yeah. last year and take them to seven games in the first round. Um, other than that, and they've obviously you know they've gotten Rondo, so they've gotten better this year, and Dirk is healthier. So I'll get I'll go for the upset here and say Mavericks in seven games. But really, it could go either way. But I'll be a little bit more bold and, and go with Mavericks taking the upset over the Rockets. I'm actually going to uh, agree with Petey on this one. I've always been a believer in the Mavericks. Mark Cuban, a few years ago, was trying to rely on the free agent market. Didn't really work out with them. Uh, it happened right after their first championship, an early championship. But um, he, he's done a good job to bring back talent and to put that team in position to be a champion. Mm-hmm. They've added key pieces back from their championship team. J.J. Barea, Tyson Chandler. They brought in Chandler Parsons, Rajon Rondo, and Amari Stoudemire. So for me, they've actually been underachieving because there's just so much talent on that team. Yeah, and I think that's important in the playoffs. I, to me, I guess the big difference is that they, they're deeper. So even even though you know, Dirk isn't yeah. what he was back when they won their championship back in 2011, he's not you know as good because he's older, and that's obviously that's understandable. Same for Duncan and Kobe, right? They're not the same guys they were four or five years ago either, but they're they're deeper, and he doesn't have to do as much. Whereas no. Houston has to rely a lot more on James Harden Definitely. and Dwight Howard. Definitely. And you know we know that Dwight Howard's a liability at the end of the game. When you know he has to shoot free throws, and I know a lot of times when you play Orlando, you put him in tough spots. Sometimes he'll get into foul trouble. Or I wouldn't say he'll choke, but maybe underperforms a little bit sometimes. And there have been games where you put him in a tough situation, and he does an amazing job. But yeah. I just feel that in a in a you know four game to seven game series, I think it's better to have a deeper team. And yeah, with the addition of Rondo Chandler. And I, I kind of have forgot Stoudemire too, Alice. But yeah, I mean that—that that to me is—it's going to make the Mavericks a really tough team to beat. Houston has done a great job this year, especially, Definitely. especially with what they had. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard's been injured a big chunk of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a good job of actually getting rid of Jeremy Lin and Chandler Parsons. I like both those players, but one of their big knocks from last year was their weakness at defense on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So they got some guys that are, I would say, better at defensive players than those guys. Mm-hmm. When it comes, playoffs is so much about that. Mm-hmm. And, and defense. And, and defense. And uh, James Harden has to carry a lot of the load. It'd be know. tough against the team this stacked. And the thing is, like, like you said, you know, I like Dwight Howard, but. 
I mean, there's pretty much legit, legit things you can say about him maybe not performing as well as he should. And what I mean specifically by that is I, I remember it might have been a year or two ago, but it's almost like he intentionally tries to foul out instead of keep playing when they're losing. And, you know, you just you just can't do that. Yeah, maybe he gets frustrated and makes the wrong decision and gets in, gets into foul trouble. But, yeah, so it should be a very fun matchup and definitely can go either way. I just think yeah. that the depth that the Mavericks have is an advantage in playoffs. And another thing is when you have a team with as much talent as the Dallas Mavericks, it's been a little bit of a – it's not been a smooth season for them. Right. But these are not young – players like their stars are either more in the middle of their career or more at the end of their career so they're more likely to be able to over overcome struggles than a younger team sure that's true and i did want to mention one thing that i, I just looked this up recently the rockets are three and one versus the mavericks this wow. season and they're two and oh in houston so which might be you know important since obviously they are playing you know, they have the Houston has the home court advantage, but that doesn't always you know mean that a team that does better in the regular season is always wins in the playoffs. There have been plenty of times where you know a team might be four and zero in the regular season and then gets you know loses pretty badly in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, at least something to you know we have a a good idea of you know how they played against each other in the regular season. So this is a big one. Um, Obviously, the defending champs who, on that last night of the season when they lost to the Pelicans and um, Memphis won, they dropped from the number two seed to the number six seed, which really hurt. You know, it's going to make make their playoff hopes a lot of hopes, but um, repeating a lot more difficult for them because now they have to play. Basically, they, they don't have home court advantage at all unless, you know, like let's say the, the Mavericks win which is what we predicted, but, um, you know, it's, it's going to definitely make things tough for them, and they are playing a great Clippers team yeah. instead of they were the number two seed playing, well, they, I guess they're playing Dallas. But but anyways, all the teams in the West are, are good any, anyways, but I think that the Spurs versus Clippers, it's going to be another seven-game series, very tough. I don't think, you know, I think most games will be decided. They'll be close. Maybe there'll be one blowout, but I think that's going to be one of those series where it's either going to be the Spurs are going to pull together and they'll make one really good uh, last-ditch effort to win another title and they'll start things off here. Or, you know, the, the teams like the Clippers, Memphis, Golden State that have been beaten by the Spurs these last few years will you know knock them out eventually. And this so it could either be the Clippers saying, this is our time now. We've played really good this season. We get, you know, we have a little bit of better record than you. We have home court advantage. We won last year. Now it's our turn, and they'll win. Or Spurs will say, no, we still got a little bit more left in the tank. <laughs> we have at least one more left in the tank. So, and and that's what I think. At least in the first round, as good as the Clippers have been, and they've been, they're two and two versus the Spurs this season, and they each won. Um, both in a home and an away game. But I think another upset, I think the Spurs, since they know that, you know, the, the Tim Duncan era is coming to an end, they'll do everything they can to try to get him at least in position to maybe win one more uh, ring. So I'll pick the Spurs over the Clippers, so maybe one more if you want to call it an upset. 
can. If not, um, I'll, I'll definitely go with the Spurs in seven games, a close seven games. It's going to be a tough, hard-fought series. Maybe even closer than the Rockets versus uh, Mavericks series. It's getting to an end of the road for the Spurs. That's, that's what a lot of people say <laughs> every year about They them. say that every year. I heard, actually, the other day, Mono Ginobili said he was going to retire. I think it was after 2016. So I think that puts him at one more season after this. I, I, I definitely am going with the Spurs. I, I actually think they'll dominate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I've never been a huge Clippers guy. They've got tons of talent. DeAndre Jordan. Chris Blake. Paul is playing amazing. Chris Paul is amazing. Um, you know. I would love to see Kobe join that team. Then I then I would pick them over the Spurs, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer in the Spurs. This year, they always it's, they're an older team, so a lot of times they'll have injuries. This year, a lot of their young guys have been injured, so I think that'll add much needed depth that they didn't have in the course of the season. But I'm going with Spurs. Yeah, and, and the other cool thing about this matchup is you get the two best coaches. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, or, some pretty, know, definitely Greg Popovich amazing. is the best, but you know I, I think Clippers have an amazing coach. As yeah, well. Doc R- yeah. Doc Rivers is awesome. He's an awesome coach. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see how they begin the series, and then whoever wins Game One, how they how the other coach adjusts. Yeah. Because that was another exciting thing to watch when the Lakers played the Celtics a few years ago in the finals back in 2010. Yeah. How Phil Jackson and, and Doc it was. That was pretty pretty fun to watch from you know, coaching's and how they could adjust. Yeah. Really, I think the only game that wasn't close was Game Six. Game One, I think, you know, it was it was a pretty close one too. But they they had they adjusted. It was really it's going to be interesting to see how the how these two basketball geniuses. That's a that's a great angle. I never looked yeah. at it at. Yeah, I mean, you have two great coaches going against each other. So you know that they're going to make the proper adjustments at game after game. So it'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll see how, you know, because um, the Clippers are a younger team, and, you know, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, they, they want their shot. So we'll see if you know, this will be, if the Spurs make it to the finals, this will be their third year in a row, and their stars are older. So we'll yeah. see if, you know, these younger guys can right off the bat um, take advantage of that. Because we were talking about this the other day on, Usually the Spurs get off to a good start in the regular season and they rest their players a lot. Yeah. But this year, because they didn't really play great in the beginning and even after the All-Star break, they had that four-game losing streak, um, it hurt them. So they had Definitely. to play superstars a lot more games, more minutes, and pretty much until the end of the season just so they could try to position themselves so they, you know, for a better seed. And you know, it didn't work out for them. I guess in the end they were still the number six seed, but um, that might be a, an important factor. Maybe not as much in the first round, but later on, or or it could be. You know, we'll see. Because they usually, you know, think Popovich likes to rest Duncan and Parker and Ginobili, shut them down a few a few games before <laughs> yeah. the last, uh, you know, before the season ends. But I don't think he had that luxury this year. We'll see. That's going to be. Yeah, this is definitely going to be. My favorite first round matchup. Yeah, I was uh, that was really painful to me the last day of the regular season when the Spurs dropped so far. But every team's tough in the West, so mm-hmm. except for the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're they're a good team. I mean, they're and they, good. You know, to be honest, though, I 
think the Spurs played because they played them. The, the Spurs played the Pelicans the last game of the season. They were the they were opponents of each other, and you know the Duncan and all the guys played, and Pelicans were still able to beat them. And we know that the Spurs wanted to win that game because if they did, they would have probably had um, they would have had it for sure a higher seed. Yeah. So that was pretty. Uh, I don't want to mock Pelicans too much. That's that was a big win for them. That's that's a good point. So, um, I think the next in the final matchups, the uh, M- Memphis Grizzlies versus Portland, and um, this is probably the, in my opinion, after the Golden State New Orleans matchup, this is probably another one where Memphis, I think they'll win it. It would probably it's not going to be easy for them, but I'd say they win it in in six games. I could go to a game seven, but I'd say they'll probably win in, in six. And I say that because um, even though they're uh, five seed, they really have, you know, have a better record. They have um, a lot of big guys, Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph. Um, they're a pretty deep team also. I was kind of surprised that they weren't, record-wise, they weren't a little bit better. I, I was surprised that they didn't get to 60 wins and get the number two spot, but in my opinion, they're probably, um, after Golden State, the second-best team in the West. Now, I know they had a lot of injuries this season, but just because they have so many big guys and they're also very deep, um, I feel like they're they're definitely a team that can go very far this this year. And I'm picking them in six games. You know, we're not doing this on purpose, but I think we've only disagreed on one matchup. That was in the Eastern Conference. I mean, yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer in the Grizzlies because they say the playoffs is about matchups. Portland's got a g- great team, but mm-hmm. you know, Lamarcus Aldridge is the big guy for Portland, and then Memphis has Marcus Saul and uh, Zach Randolph. I just think that Memphis is a little bit deeper. I think they have a chance to be a great team. Obviously, this matchup will show it if they dominate. Then. Sort of shows that maybe Memphis is becoming a great team, or and they are four and zero against the Blake this year. So wow, that's something I guess to take into account also. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, it's funny because Adam Silver picked Demarcus Cousins to play on the All Star team mm-hmm. instead of uh, Damian Lillard. Lillard, which I didn't agree with, uh, because I reward winning, and Portland Suns does a great job. And I, I know, I know what Demarcus Cousins is doing. He's got some amazing numbers, but. That's a good team, but I just do not see them getting past Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is just—they play, I think, tough physical defense, and that's probably yeah. one of the best things you can do. That and team ball are two of the best things you can do. Um, playoffs. Marcus saw one Defensive Player of the Year. Oh yeah, that's true. I think it was last year. I mean, they're—they're they're really a team defense, and when you have two guys that are nearly seven feet tall. That's tough to that's tough to score on. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. easy bus easy baskets. Sure. Well, so those were our picks for the for both conferences, and I guess next time we'll talk about we'll try to do one next week since it's the playoffs. But then um, we'll have each each team will have played at least maybe three games, and we'll have a good idea of what we thought. And obviously, if we were completely wrong, we'll, we'll adjust our... <laughs> yeah, then we'll change sides real quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll adjust what we thought and um, maybe talk about... I don't Jump know. on the bandwagon <laughs> of somebody else. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that 
who we think will, let's say, two, two different teams are three and one or you're three and oh, and you can kind of see the matchup. We'll talk about possibility of, say, um, Clippers playing whoever their opponent will be if they're dominating Simpson, which, yeah. which most likely won't happen. But we'll, we'll talk about things like that. Hopefully, some cool plays and things from the, from the first round. Yes, sir. So it's also that time of the year when we start finding out things like the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, all that good stuff. Uh, they do the voting, and that'll all be in soon. So we're not going to break down every category, but before they uh, officially announce it, uh, we have our own, or who we, who we think is the MVP this year. I think we both think it. We've, it's, it's down to James Harden and Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. For me personally, Stephen Curry. You know, last last podcast, Pat, at last podcast, I said, you know, after a few weeks, after the few weeks remaining in the season, we'll start to get a clearer picture. And really, we haven't. They've both been playing phenomenal. I'm, I would reward Stephen Curry. They've both done historic things, at least for their personal careers. Mm-hmm. And of course, Houston actually finished number two in the West, but. He's on the best team. He's the best player on the best team, uh, at least going by regular season. And both guys are phenomenal, but Stephen Curry for me. Yeah, I agree. I think he he broke his own record and the all-time record for most threes in a regular season. That is amazing. Now he holds the one and two, and I think four, something like that. He's like one, two, and four, both all-time in in, in, uh, for regular, for a single season record. Yeah, I mean, I called him a video game video game machine previously, and he pretty much is. I mean, he's so amazing at three pointers. He's breaking his own record, and nobody, <laughs> not other people's. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal to make that many threes in a season. They they just do a great team effort. For the for this podcast, we're we're doing more of a mini hot topics. There's uh the the big chunk of the news has been, of course, the playoffs, but. I just have to say, uh, I was really disappointed the Pacers didn't make it in. They got Paul George back late in the season. They had to fight so hard their second to last game of the season to get that win against Washington Wizards. It was like double overtime before they eventually won. The last game of the season, they were outmatched by the Memphis Grizzlies, and they either needed a net loss or they had to win that game to make it in the playoffs. And unfortunately, neither one of those things happened. But as you know, I felt I was a little bit disappointed there. Um, but it didn't really matter to me <laughs> who it was. Atlanta was going to destroy them in the first round, anyways. But yeah, it's it's always tough when you you know you work hard to try to make it in. But like just just what last year, the year before, they were competing um, against Miami to go yeah. to the finals. So I don't know what happened. I mean, other than injuries, but. Just kind of definitely, it's a shame that uh, such a good team a year or so ago gave Miami some trouble. Playoffs, deep in the playoffs, is now didn't even well, wasn't able to even make it in this year. But yeah, that just, just that's how sports work sometimes, right? That's how the story goes. I mean, you know, they made they tried to make some moves to make them better, and I'm not really sure if it worked out or not. And uh, Lance Stevenson went for more money, and then Paul. Paul George got injured, but they'll probably 
probably be back next year. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to mention was uh, just the Los Angeles Lakers. They're, it's like the worst. BD would know this for sure. It's like the worst uh, record in franchise history. Or? I think it's their worst season ever, yeah. Took them, what, 60-something years, but <laughs> even the Lakers had 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 one. I, I think this isn't even the first time ever that they missed the playoffs two years in a row, but I don't know for sure, but wow. I think it is. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty bad time for uh, for the Lakers. I really feel bad for Kobe because he's such a good talent and he's so loyal to that team and I'm sure he would have helped them get some more wins just by carrying the team, but it's just rough, especially when you get in the twilight of your career and you're on a team where you got to carry carry the load. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they'll definitely get a high pick, and yeah. they have, I think, a lot of uh, a lot of money, good players. So, yeah. we'll, I mean, if they get a, a good, you know, like a first or second pick, even like in the top three, and uh, a superstar. I mean, they have, I think, a pretty young team, so you know, maybe they'll probably improve a lot um, by next season. I don't know if they'll be, obviously they won't be championship contenders, but if you, know, you never know with the Lakers what they can do. I agree. I just think it's funny because, just just keeping it honest here, uh, this was this was my opportunity to rant on, <laughs> on Jim Buss. He's just done a horrible job to me. To me, yeah. uh, let me make that clear. But I just feel like uh, if I was going to give him a grade, it'd probably be a, a D or an F. Um, now he did get Nash and Dwight Howard um, in his time at the top, but he also lost Nash and Dwight Howard in his time in the top. I just feel like he's made poor decisions. Um, he uh, the first, the first. Oh man, I'm going on a rant now, but. When Phil Jackson retired, they could have got Brian Shaw, who knew the triangle, was a great coach. Instead, they brought in, it was Mike Brown, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, you can you can argue that. Some people would say not a big deal. I thought it was a poor move. And then, of course, they get Dwight Howard, who, you know, in retrospect, probably didn't really want to go there. But at the time, because of uh, which team had enough cap space or whatever to afford Dwight Howard, that was the only good team that could really get him. And I think what what really hurt him more than anything was that they had an opportunity to hire Phil Jackson as the head coach. According to Phil Jackson, like they gave him the weekend to think it over and they were gonna like give Phil Jackson till Monday to make his decision and then he gets uh called or text or whatever Sunday night and they tell him that they're hiring Mike D'Antoni. You know, I mean, it's hard to see any real logic in that. And to me, it's just like, okay, you know, Phil Jackson's the greatest coach. Dwight Howard, you know, they, they interview these guys at the games all the time. And he actually made a comment saying he would love to play for Phil Jackson. So, you know, the reason I would give him an F is because the only reason I wouldn't give him an F is because he brought in Dwight Howard and Steve Nash. But, if he would have, you know, Dwight Howard would have probably stayed or at least been a lot more likely to stay with, with Phil Jackson. And, you know, uh, he's been heavily criticized by Magic Johnson, who says in a nutshell that maybe, you know, he's not really a basketball mind and he's sort of trying to do it himself or everything. But 
I don't know. I, I think Kobe should, you know, I feel like, I feel like Jim Buss has done a disservice to Kobe, who's been loyal to that franchise and really not put them in the best position to win. Gave him a lot of money, though. He, he did pay him a lot, so at least, at least Kobe's looking good losing. You know that. But, uh, man, if I was Kobe, because they always find a way out of these contracts, I don't really know the complications of how it works, but I mean, stay in, stay in LA and join the Clippers, man. <laughs> that's what I say. But that's just my rant, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have too much to say, um, there, really. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess, this off season, what they can do. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think, one of the advantages that a lot of these big franchises have is when you, when you're in this big city like New York or LA, you can always attract players who want to live in those cities. Definitely. So it's not difficult to persuade superstars and good players, especially if you can say, look, we have, have a lot of uh, cap space we can pay you and we can get maybe another superstar or a few other key players um, so that you know you can entice them to come and they can get you know one two or three pick they can get a good young another good young player so we'll see um, yeah I mean you know Jim Buss can't turn it around and I think I'm just frustrated because I just I felt like they were so close to being a great team I just felt like decisions were made that were not in the best interest. But, I mean, BD is absolutely right. They've got a great future. they got a lot of cap space. They actually have a lot of talent. Uh, Julius Randle was injured when yeah, he comes that's back. Unfortunate, yeah. He's an awesome player. When he comes back, they're going to be good. So He's going to play. We'll see yeah. the Lakers. Are <laughs> he'll definitely, hopefully he'll, he'll play well. But. So I don't, I don't mean to be down on the Lakers because they got a bright future. I'm just frustrated because... I actually, I just really wanted to see Nash win that MVP, or not MVP, but get his trophy in. Um, yeah. That's not going to happen for him, unfortunately, but. Maybe, maybe he can become a coach or assistant coach and get one, get maybe. one that way. Maybe. I just wanted to, um, make some notes about our previous podcast. I used the word trade like a million times, but there were different circumstances. Sometimes it was free agency. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about when I mentioned Lance Stevenson. And I, and I do know, I, I do know it wasn't a trade, but that, apparently that was the word, word of the day for me. Yeah, man, uh, uh, anything you want to throw out there? That's it. We'll try to, well, I guess maybe, like I said, for next time we'll talk about what's so far, what's happened in the first round and possibly, um, matchups for the second round. Maybe we can talk about the playoff format. We we talked a little bit about it amongst ourselves. Yeah. How it can be improved because I think what we had uh how many teams in the East that were well below five hundred. Two teams that were below five hundred make it in and Milwaukee was at five hundred and then in the West we had unfortunately Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. That was I guess another thing we should have mentioned, you know, they they he played he was an, he was amazing this year carrying yeah. it because both he and Durant were injured, but Durant had you know, even even more severe injuries. And Russell Westbrook, I think, did everything he could to try to get that team into the playoffs. Of course, they didn't make it, even though they did have the same record as New Orleans. We try to maybe uh, discuss how how the playoff format could be improved so that we wouldn't have teams below 500 making it in or Maybe put any comments, suggestions. We'll look into it. Yeah. Maybe that. That's as well. So 
that's, I guess, something we could talk about next time. Yeah, I think uh, BD brings up a really good point. It happens almost every year in the NBA and... Especially in the East. And I'm not really sure, because you would you would think that over a period of time, just by the... I mean, the, the, the draft is technically fair to a certain degree. You know, you would think that eventually it would be balanced or the East would be better at one point in time, but for some reason they never are. Yeah. And you always have really just like two or three good teams that are legitimate title contenders. And then the other four or five teams, just nothing. They're really like the best they could hope for is the first round win. That's it. I'm just being generous here because usually it's even lower than this. But at least the eighth seed who make it in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference is usually not very good. At least compared to the teams that are making the playoffs in the West. Right. Or not making the playoffs because they can't get to that eighth spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's really unfortunate. It's like Kevin Love actually never made it to the playoffs before he, the Cavs, and he wasn't on bad teams. It was just because they were in the Western Conference, and that hurt him. So if you have any suggestions or comments about it, let us know. We'll, we'll look at them. So that'll be really interesting. Oh, by the way, uh, BD, did you check out – did you check – did you check that uh, Spurs playoff song? Not yet. I'm going to later today. Yeah. So they got this. Uh, they got this Spurs playoff song, and it's uh, by Sparan Sparan. Obviously, obviously Duran Duran. I think it's hilarious, man. It's like this '80s thing, and uh, uh, it's like Patty Mills and Matt Bonner. The big, the big three aren't in it. Man, you gotta check that out. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually going to use that for our outro music this episode so they get a taste of greatness. All right, so that ends our playoff special. And then obviously we'll have more to say about the second round and uh, see what happens in the first round, if there's any surprises or disappointments. Hopefully no injuries. Hopefully no injuries, yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, catch us next time, and uh, we're definitely going to check out some amazing games and give you some of our insight. And uh, go Cavs.